0: We want to help you take your next best step. If you would like more information about how to do that, visit us online at wcconline.org and fill out a Connect card. If this message has inspired you, be sure to share it with a friend. And don't forget to keep up with us on social media. Thanks again for joining. As we meet to discuss God's Word today, and draw closer to him through his word and through our prayer and through our time of communion together this is a day to celebrate and I thought um, you know we, we started this all in series looking at the book of Daniel and I hope to be able to come back and finish up Daniel we stopped about chapter 7 hope to come back and be able to finish that but when while we were looking at the book of Daniel we discovered that we could be all in not becoming more like Daniel although it wouldn't hurt to be more like Daniel but trusting in the God in whom Daniel trusts. And then as we discovered all in um, and a little bit more into God's word, we discovered that we are designed and created in God and in Christ Jesus to go and serve in his name for his glory. And then uh, last week we had this uh, uh, churchwide illustration where we only allowed the paid staff to serve. We didn't allow any other servant volunteers to work that Sunday to illustrate what it was like in our gathering and in our community if if we're not all in. And so um, in the Psalms, there is a period of time in the first and second book where the children of God are lamenting the fact that they are unable to go and worship. And then there's this turn that happens about Psalm 84 where we are going to study today. Psalm 84, a turn happens where the the children of God are no longer lamenting that they can't get to the temple, they, they can't go worship God, and now all of a sudden they rejoice and they celebrate because they are able to worship God, they are able to serve Him, they are able to be all in once again in His presence. And that's what we're going to look at today as we celebrate, you know, if you're in person with our gathering today. We are having one service combining uh, both our worship hours um, and then afterwards we're just gonna celebrate and eat together. Being online is a wonderful tool and I'm so glad that we're able to do this and I'm so glad we are are able to connect and develop a relationship through online and it is a a wonderful tool. And a lot of the the ways that we, um, a lot of the tools that we use when we gather to draw closer to God, we can use those tools online. Uh, we can pray for one another, we can uh, find out and encourage one another, find out more about each other, we can read scripture together, we can learn about God together online, uh, we can even take communion together online in uh, through a screen, um, and it is good, and we can draw closer to God this way, I think we can draw closer to each other, but it is more difficult through the screen, I, I think you know that as much as I do, and it's not quite the same as being together, and so... Uh, i i I long for that time when we get back together and we can be in each other's presence and um, we can actually eat together and 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 eat this uh communion together and celebrate what Jesus has done face to face. I long for that and and that is where psalm chapter eighty four starts there's this longing for god's presence and to be with him, and uh this psalmist who writes this psalm and sings this prayer in Psalm 84, recognizes that God is everywhere it recognizes that as they travel to go be at the temple, uh, that God is there protecting them and with them. And yet there is something about being in the presence of God where he makes his presence known that is still different than knowing that God is with me, um, everywhere. There is something different about being in the presence of each other, uh, physically present that is different than being present with each other online there I, and its and it's difficult to explain it's difficult to duplicate and it's not that this tool doesn't work and is not effective i think it's just more difficult and it's not quite the same and i think that's what we read when we first start reading in psalm 84 this desire from this psalmist to be in god's presence here's how psalm 84 begins how beloved is your dwelling place Lord Almighty, my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, Bless are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. I love how that psalm starts. You know, in the Old Testament, the... Uh, temple or the tabernacle and then later the temple was the place where God made his presence known. And um, whereas the Israelites knew God was everywhere and knew God could protect them, there was something different about being in the place where God would manifest his presence where he would uh, appear in fire or he would appear in a cloud or he would um, provide the altar where the sacrifice was made and there was something tangible, something they could feel, they could see, they could touch, they could even taste and smell and hear. Um, there's there's something about that tangible presence of God that made a huge difference. And there was this great desire from this psalmist to to when they weren't in God's temple, to go back there. So much so that they were even jealous of the birds that were at the temple. Have you ever been to Walmart and you walk in and you see the birds in the rafters? I mean, can you ever imagine what it would be like to be a bird in the rafter of Walmart? And then when everybody leaves the store, you're able to go down into the shelves and eat whatever food you want. Uh, the, The bird, apparently there were birds at the temple of God. And so this this author wants to go and be there because that's where god says his presence is he makes his presence known and and as he goes into the temple and it's got high or the tabernacle or temple it's got these high ceilings it's got this uh holy of holies place that it, you move through the gates offering thanksgiving and praise you come to the altar of sacrifice you go on and wash your your hands and feet and you move to the holy place where the bread of the presence is and the and the candle is and the altar of incense that goes up before God. And yet there in the rafters of the temple is this bird that has made a nest. And and the author says, you know, that bird is close to the presence of God. And I want to be that close to the presence of God all the time. Like that bird makes a nest. You know, that bird feels so safe, even above the altar where they're sacrificing animals. That bird feels so safe next to the presence of God that they've made their nest there. In the Old Testament, the person who wanted to feel closest to God had to go to the temple to feel God's presence. This is one of the blessings of God to us today, that he provides his presence. Jesus, when he came and walked around as both God and human, God in the flesh, he, he, uh, he took the place of the Old Testament temple. In fact, Jesus says that his body was the temple. In John chapter 2, He, Jesus said, "'Destroy this temple, and I will rebuild it in three days.'" And and, and they, they complain, well, we've taken almost 50 years to build this temple. How can you destroy it and, and raise it in three days? And then the scripture tells us Jesus was talking about his body. In Revelation chapter 21, uh, John, the revelator, again, he says, I was in the new heaven and new earth, and there was no temple, for God, Lord Almighty, and Jesus the Lamb are the temple. And then uh, after Jesus' resurrection and ascension, He tells us that our bodies now become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. We become the temple of God. And so if we have a desire to be in God's presence, we don't have to take a trip anywhere. We don't have to go all the way to Israel. We don't have to go to the city of God, Jerusalem. We don't have to go to where the temple was and the altar. We can just stop wherever we are and turn our attention to God and we can be in his presence. This is an incredible grace to us, incredible blessing to us. In fact, this psalm is a psalm of blessing. There are three major blessings that happen in this psalm. Number one is the blessing of God's presence. Number two is the blessing of God's provision. And number three is the blessing of God's protection. And this first section, chapter 84, verses 1 through 4, talks about the blessing being in God's presence, the blessing of being in God's presence. And this word blessing is has to do, um, there's two different words for blessing in the uh, Hebrew word in the Old Testament, and this word blessing has to do with happiness. Now, that may seem strange, and it's kind of counterintuitive, but a lot of people think that um, a blessing of happiness, uh, being happy in our world today, would have to do with how much money we have, or how many things we've accumulated uh, material blessings, or maybe the health of our bodies. Um, uh, uh, Sometimes we say, I can only be happy if my body is healthy, or uh, kind uh, kind of metaphysical happiness a lot of people think is based on if they can be true to themselves, or if they can express themselves, or if they can discover who they really are, they think they'll find happiness. And this is counterintuitive. It's weird. But as we seek out for happiness, and if we seek out for joy, and we make that our number one goal, it will always be fleeting. It will always be elusive. And every time we grasp onto happiness with money or things or even our health, or even uh, trying to be true to ourselves, I'm putting that in quote, true to ourselves, we will never actually have happiness, joy, or satisfaction. Jesus tells us, That if we make seeking out after God's presence our number one priority, we will actually be able to have happiness and joy and satisfaction in life. This psalmist in Psalm 84 uh, verses 1 through 4 recognizes that a true blessing, true happiness, true joy, true satisfaction comes from seeking God's presence. And grace upon grace, God gives us his presence Wherever we go, we can turn to him through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and be in his presence. Think about, think about this for just a second. What is true happiness? I mean, um, true blessing is being near to God, having an intimacy with God, have, feeling God's comfort, feeling God's peace, feeling God's joy. That's going to be true happiness. Deeper love. For God and for others is true happiness. The peace of God that we can't quite understand where it comes from, this is true happiness. Having a stronger faith with the ability to pray and the ability to trust God, um, being adopted into God's family, having the spiritual blessings of peace and patience and forgiveness over ourselves and, and ones that we can offer to others, that is true happiness, true satisfaction, and money and things. And even our own health cannot provide that kind of blessing. Only drawing closer to God provides that type of of blessing. And now we see and understand these first four verses. Why this psalmist yearns and faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart, my flesh, do they cry out for the living God. This is a play on words. God is not only alive and with us, but he is also the one who gives us life. This is who we desire, and God has provided us the blessing. He's provided the happiness of being able to go into his presence. The psalm continues. This is point two. God also provides us a blessing. He provides us happiness with his provision. Verse five, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage Uh, Now, uh, I'm going to come back to that phrase in verse five. Verse six, as they pass through the valley of Bacah, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God and Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. This uh, section, this heart of this psalm is, is the middle section and it is the provision of God. This is how we get true happiness. It is by being in God's presence and by seeking Him out. And then He provides everything we need for that type of happiness. And I want you to see, this is really important. When we depend on God to provide us with the strength, the strength to endure, the strength for our happiness, when we depend on God for our satisfaction and joy, when we turn our lives over to Christ and make him our Lord and Master and Savior, when we become a Christian, it doesn't make us immune to the troubles of this life. In fact, Jesus warns us and he gives us a heads up that in this world, we will actually have tribulation. We will have trouble and persecution. And people will attack us and we won't, all, and we won't always have comfort he warns us of that and he warns us as a blessing. He says if I warn you then you can be prepared for it and you know that it, it is you're going to be able to make it through because he says take heart I have overcome the world. Well this psalm also reminds us of that. It says in verse 6 as they pass through the valley of Baca. Now we're not exactly scholars are not exactly sure If this is a real place or just a metaphor, because the word baka is kind of like a certain type of tree, so it's a valley where these trees are, but it also means weeping. I think this is poem is making a play on words as we pass through the valley of weeping, as we go through trials, as we go through troubles. Psalm 23, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You are with me. This is where God provides us the most blessing, where he provides us true happiness, even as we go through trials and troubles and tribulations, he can still provide for us. I think we need to recognize this Psalm. Listen, listen to what it says. As they pass through the valley of weeping. Now, if we focus on the valley, if we focus on the darkness, if we focus on the weeping, we're in trouble. But if we keep our eyes focused on God and his provision, We recognize that we're just passing through those troubled times. We're just passing through the valley of darkness and weeping. We're just passing through our our trials, and God is going to provide us the strength to not only get through those trials, but get through the other side. This is a song of celebration. This pilgrimage, as we travel to be closer to God and draw closer to Him, as we seek out first the kingdom of God, He is going to provide us the strength we need to continue on traveling, even... Even when, even when we come to hard times and difficult times, he's going to carry us through to the other side. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And here it is in verse 7. They go from strength to strength. You know, the the person that was traveling to Jerusalem to visit the temple of God, to be in the closest place they could be with God, they had to travel through some desert. They had to travel through some really rough road. And yet God says, I'm going to give you physically, as you're traveling this rough road trying to draw closer to me, I'm going to give you places of refreshment, places of oasis, places where you will be refreshed and replenished and re-strengthened so you can go another day, so you can take another step. Spiritually, God does the same thing to us. He, We go from strength to strength. Every time we take a step and we have to endure one more step, one more hardship, God gives us the strength to endure One more step, grace upon grace, strength to strength, refreshment to refreshment. Jesus says, pray this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. This is God providing exactly what we need for us today in this moment. And he promises and his provision and his promises are always true. He can provide for you today exactly what you need so you can make it till tomorrow. And tomorrow, when you discover that you are in need again, your need for extra strength, extra forgiveness, extra patience, extra peace, extra kindness, he will provide for you exactly what you need to make it another day. Do you need extra joy right now? Then God promises to provide you the extra joy you need to make it one more day. And here's how you get it. A lot of people wonder, how can I get that strength to strength that way the way to be able to make it from one day to the next, we have to seek out God, we have to seek out his presence, we have to desire him more than we desire anything else it it's It's strange this doesn't seem like it's going to work. it seems like a paradox, but if you seek out to have peace or you seek out to have uh if you seek out to have joy or if you seek out to have happiness or if you seek out to have satisfaction, you will never find it. but if you seek out God he is the one who's gonna provide your happiness, peace, joy, and satisfaction. If you seek out to make your life your own, you will lose it. But if you give up your life and give your life over to Christ and make him your savior, make him your master, then you will truly find life. If you want freedom and you seek out freedom, you will find yourself enslaved to all, the, all of creation and all of uh, sin. But if you seek out Jesus and you submit your life to him, you will finally have freedom. And God promises to give you strength for today. And you'll go from strength today to strength tomorrow. And he will provide you exactly what you need. Uh, I love this psalm. I think we should meditate on this. If you keep your eyes on God, you'll realize you're just passing through. and He's going to provide you strength to strength. Verse 5, let's go back to that before we continue on. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Um, This is a, a difficult phrase to translate into English. I think whose hearts are set on pilgrimage is a good translation. The actual phrasing says something like, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who the ways are in their hearts. The ways of God are in their hearts is what the actual translation says. And I think that's a play on word, a poetic play on word. Uh, One is uh, we have this desire to be on our way to get closer to God. So hearts set on pilgrimage is a good translation. The other play on word is the ways of God are in our hearts. That's what we want. We want the ways of God in our hearts Um, because if we have the ways of God in our hearts, we will be able to draw closer to God more quickly. We'll be able to turn to him Uh, with more intimacy, the ways of God. And he is the one who promises to take out our heart of stone and put in our heart of flesh to write his laws on our heart. So how do we draw closer to God? How do we get closer where we can um, be in his presence and we can be under his provision for our happiness and our joy and our satisfaction? Why do we get to celebrate? Well, he gives us tools to use to draw close to him. The tools are not an end of themselves, They're a tool to draw close to God. And he said, these are the tools we should use. Number one, we should have a desire to be close to him. If we have that desire and we cry out to him, he promises to answer us. He gives us this tool of the word. The scripture reveals God to us. We're able to know who he is and draw closer to him as we read, memorize, meditate and study his word. Kind of like what we're doing today. We're meditating on this psalm. Hopefully, we're going to be able to take these thoughts about Psalm 84 and take them off with us later in the day and think about them. Think about desiring to be with God and how safe it is to be in his presence and how if we could just get to the altar of God, he's going to provide us forgiveness and reconciliation. And the altar of God these days is the cross. See, God loves us so much. He wanted to be us to be in his presence so much. He wanted to provide forgiveness and reconciliation and peace and happiness and satisfaction and joy to us so much, he knew we couldn't do it on our own. So he sent Jesus Christ, his son, to earth to experience life as a human, being completely God and completely human at the same time, to experience all the kinds of temptations that we will face and yet never sin, so he could be our perfect sacrifice. And Jesus Christ died on the cross Taking our sins with him, taking all the troubles and anxiety and fears and sin and rebellion that we have and nailing it to the cross, he put it to death. When he was on the cross and he gave up his spirit and he gave it up, the uh, the trouble and the hardship and the crucifixion and the whipping and the beatings, that didn't kill him. He was in control of when he gave up his life. When he gave up his life, he said, it is finished. All of our sins are taken away by the sacrifice of Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. By his stripes, our iniquities are removed. He was buried. And three days later, he rose from the dead. This proves that he is who he says he is, that he has taken away all of our sin, that he is life and that he can give that life to us. It also proves his promise of eternal life is true. We can draw closer to God by trusting in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ he gives us his word, he gives us his son, he gives us the sacrifice of Christ. We can experience salvation and eternal life even now. He also gives us prayer. If we want to draw closer to God and receive strength upon strength, we have to learn how to pray. And one of the great ways to pray is just to turn to God and have a discussion with him and talk with him and then wait patiently for a time of silence and see if he doesn't talk back one of the ways we can guarantee that we're here from god is to read his scripture these are the words from him to us and then he's given us the church now the church is not the building it's not the place it is that when any time christians gather together so you can Experience the Wilmington Church of Christ because we have Christians from Wilmington gathering together. We are Christians. We are people of Christ. We gather together, and whenever we gather together, that's church. But you can also experience the church in your own home when you gather together with other Christians, in a coffee shop when you gather together with other Christians, over dinner when you gather together with other Christians, especially when you gather together with other Christians to serve in His name. God has given us tools to gather together. We like to use an acronym called GGROW, G-G-R-O-W. These are tools that God uses and God gives us that we could draw close to him. We We get in a group, we learn to give generously, we read the scripture, we opt to serve, and we worship together. If we use those tools and we use them in the way they're intended, to actually draw closer to God in his presence, we will experience the blessing of happiness and joy, satisfaction and peace that only God can give. God gives his presence. He gives his provision. And also he gives his protection. Let's read verses 9 through 12 as we wrap up. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Let's work our way backward. We've already had the phrase Lord Almighty used uh, four different times and in two different ways in this psalm. The Lord Almighty, a good translation, is Yahweh the Yahweh of hosts, or Yahweh of armies, Lord of the armies, of the heavenly beings. Think about the armies of angels that God has at his disposal. He is the commander in chief of all the angels of heaven. The Yahweh, that's his name, he is the Lord of the hosts, Lord of armies. In one place in Psalm 84, it says, Yahweh, God of armies. Lord, God Almighty is how it's translated in the NIV. Think about this. Think about his protection. The creator and God of the universe, God Almighty, the Lord and commander of all the angel armies is our caregiver, is our provider. There's a reason why it desires my heart and my soul, my flesh cry out to you. And then he turns around and he goes, This is my God and my King. The creator of the universe is our caregiver. The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus tells us to pray, our Father. It's our Father who art in heaven. The Lord of the armies is our caregiver. We're blessed when we trust him, when we have confidence in the Lord of the armies, the spiritual armies, when we trust him and have confidence in him, that's when we truly experience happiness. When we draw close to him in his presence, that's when we truly experience happiness. When we seek him out, that's when he provides satisfaction and joy for our life. We can trust him. The Lord God is a sun and shield. This is the only place in the Bible where God is described as a sun, but he is often described as the one who provides the light. We need a light for the path. Think about as they're traveling through the desert to reach Jerusalem, the holy city of God, and the temple to draw close to his presence. They need a light for their path. They need the daylight to travel. They can't travel at night. Think about ancient times. How As we make our spiritual journey, we need a light for our path as well. God provides the light. He provides the way. He provides the protection, the shield. Um, He bestows favor and honor. Those words in Hebrew are grace and glory. He provides the grace we need to make it another day and the favor we need, glory, favor from other people that we need to continue on. He doesn't withhold anything good for those whose walk is blameless. And that word blameless, it just means it's the people who are seeking God. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It means you're seeking God. As we seek God, we're going to fail. As we seek God, we're still going to sin. But if we're honestly and truly seeking God, he's not going to withhold anything from us. He is like a good father. God provides happiness through his presence, his his provision, and his protection. We can actually seek out God and draw close to him through the tools he gives us to draw close to him, and then we will experience happiness and joy and satisfaction. Oh, there is so much in this Psalm 84. I want you to make it your meditation. As you go through uh, the rest of uh, today, I want you to make Psalm 84 your meditation. As you go through the rest of the week, make Psalm 84 your meditation and seek him out and see if he doesn't provide his presence, the comfort of his presence, the peace of his presence more in your life. See if you don't have more joy and happiness and satisfaction by seeking after him. Also notice that as you seek after him and as you turn to him and turn from your ways, you will experience some hardships. The devil will try to attack you if you turn your life to God. You'll experience stronger temptations. You'll experience more harsh environments. Your comfort level will decrease, but your happiness will increase if you're seeking after God because he's gonna be the provider. And wouldn't you know it, he's still gonna be your shepherd, your caretaker. My God and my king is gonna be my caretaker, yours too, if you seek him out. And he will provide the protection you need to endure. He will give you strength to make it today. And he'll give you strength to make it till tomorrow. And Jesus promises he'll be with you in your tomorrow and give you the strength you need to make it through that day as well. You can trust him. Blessed is the man who trusts in God. Blessed is the woman who trusts in God. Blessed is the child who puts their trust in God. Jesus gave us another tool that we can turn to him and trust him. And it is communion. Um, would you get out your bread and your cup? We were having communion uh, in our small group last Wednesday. And we were talking about the presence of God. And we were talking about spiritually, we are told that when we participate in the bread, we are participating in the body of Christ. And and when we participate in the cup, we are participating in the blood of Christ. There is something spiritual going on during communion that allows us to draw closer to his presence. Just like the pilgrim who was heading to Jerusalem knew that God was with them on the way, they felt a deeper connection when they arrived at the temple of God where he made his presence known. God makes his presence known in communion. There's a deeper connection that happens to Jesus, a deeper feeling of comfort, a deeper deeper feeling of intimacy in communion that we don't have anywhere else. I'd like to describe it this way, if I can do it without being crass. You know, um, when I am not kissing my wife and when I'm kissing my wife, there's a deeper connection of intimacy. But either one, either way, whether I'm kissing or not kissing, we're still married. When you are in Christ, you are saved. You are forgiven. You have been given the blessing, the presence, the provision, and the protection of God, whether you're taking communion or not. But there is a deeper feeling of intimacy that you are allowed to experience. And there's a deeper connection of his presence that you're allowed to experience. You're not any more saved, you're not any more loved, but there is something spiritual that happens when you participate in the bread and the cup. He provides his presence, he provides his provision, and he provides his protection. And I think communion is one of the tools He uses to provide those. Would you take out your bread? Would you remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for you? As you crunch down on this bread, would you be reminded that his body took a crunching to destroy sin in your life and give you eternal life and forgiveness with God? Would you participate in the bread? And would you take out your cup? And would you participate in the cup? Would you remind yourself that Jesus Christ's blood covers over all of your sins? That his sacrifice made you pure and gave you forgiveness. His blood poured out of his body was the blood needed for the new covenant. Where God said he would take out your heart of stone and put in the heart of flesh. Where you would have the indwelling Holy Spirit So you'll be able to turn to God's presence no matter where you are. You don't have to make another trip to Jerusalem or to a temple. You are now the temple of God's presence. Would you be reminded of that as you participate in the cup? Let's pray. God, we praise you that you have given us happiness, satisfaction, and joy from your presence. Even now. As we remember Christ, we are remembering that his sacrifice enables us to go boldly before your throne, Lord, to receive the grace and mercy we need right now in this time. You give us strength to strength, grace upon grace. You give us exactly what we need to make it through today. We praise you for that, Lord. We praise you for the forgiveness that is offered in Christ. And now, Lord, prepare us with that same strength to make it today, with also the strength to go and serve others all in your name and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, we're using today in person as a celebration. And I hope online, where you're at in your home or whatever day you are watching this, you can use today as a day of celebration. But it's not just a day to sit and soak. It is a day to celebrate, but it's a day to celebrate so it prepares us to go and continue to serve our Lord and God our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to use this time of celebration of all that God has provided for you and all the provision he has given to you and all the protection he has covered you with to prepare your heart to give generously in his name. And I'll tell you how this is gonna work. Next month in September, we are gonna be visited by missionaries. Missionaries that we know, some of them we already support as a church, some of them we're just learning about but they are providing a service for God's kingdom. And we want to do sacrificial giving to these missionaries that are gonna come and worship with us in September. Some of the missionaries that are gonna come and worship with us, they cannot have their face or their name mentioned on the internet. Uh, It provides too much danger and creates too much of an obstacle for them to serve. Some of our missionaries you will hear from and you will see their face and see their name. And uh, for these four missionaries that are going to visit, we want to provide sacrificial giving to them. Sacrificial giving in our church is we give a regular offering to the kingdom of God through our offering of the church, and then we move above and beyond our regular offering offering called sacrificial giving to go to special operations, special missions, special love offerings. We want to give sacrificial giving to the offerings in our offerings to these missionaries. We want you to celebrate today, but also use this time to propel you into the service of generosity. So I want you to start preparing your wallet, start preparing your bank account, start preparing your mindset to give sacrificially, to give with joy to these missionaries that are coming in to worship with us. Uh, One of the missionaries, he helps run a ministry where they go in and rescue young women and sometimes girls out of sex trafficking. It costs $1,000 to uh, take the SWAT team in, break down the door, grab the child out, and take it to a safe place, give them a uh, food and schooling and a job training so they don't have to go back into sex trafficking. Our dollars are actually going to save lives. Be prepared to begin giving to that ministry. Another one of our missionaries works out of India. This is one that can't have his name or or uh, face shown on the internet. He provides food for families and he provides the gospel for people in India. And uh, what he does is he sets up uh, motorcycle repair shops. He says there's a billion people living in India and they all drive motorcycles. And he sets up repair shops, pop-up repair shops. And as they come in to get their motorcycles repaired, he tells them the gospel and then he sees if he can provide for them food as well. Our money, our dollars will actually go to provide food for for uh, Christians in India and for people in need in India. That's through our missionary. Another one of our missionaries that also can't have his name shown, it works with uh, students from China. And they are able to share the gospel with these students and then they are able to take it back to their home and make disciples in their homeland another one of our missionaries that we're going to uh, be supporting is the president over uh, team expansion and he is in charge of helping to send missionaries all over the world be prepared use this time of celebration to prepare your heart thanking god for all that he has given you and all he's provided you and then turn around and reveal your thanksgiving In this sacrificial giving that we're going to give to these missionaries. The the offering that you give to the kingdom work done through this church that should stay the same. It should be consistent. You should have picked a percentage that you're going to use out of your livelihood that you can give with a joyful heart to go into this kingdom work that this church offers. And everything above that in the sacrificial giving that we'll give you an opportunity to do in September will go to our missionaries. They will receive the dollars and they will put your mission dollars, your sacrificial giving to work in the kingdom of God all over the world. So continue to use the tools God has given us to draw closer to him. And then as you celebrate his presence, allow that to propel you into the service of generosity for the month of September. God bless you and we'll see you soon. Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast for the Wilmington, Ohio Church of Christ. We hope that this message inspires you and helps you grow closer to God in your faith. Be sure to stick around after the message to find out how you can take your next best step. Enjoy the message.